0: hey everyone welcome to the building a money machine podcast the podcast for the average american someone who's looking to build wealth and build a money machine uh in this podcast we discuss tips tricks strategies tactics to help you build a money machine and on this podcast we are joined by pontus lagerberg ceo and founder of white swan financial uh one of the most interesting marketplaces on the internet that's making a asset class that no one really knows about accessible to everyone which is the power of permanent life insurance uh and today's podcast we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic that's in the news today which is the proposed tax changes uh by the biden administration so happy to have you on your uh pontus let's let's get right into it
1: absolutely i'm happy to be here um yeah so, so basically, as 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 everyone knows, uh, probably by this point, um, Biden is proposing a lot of new tax policies, which will significantly uh, alter taxation in the United States. Uh, in essence, what's going to uh, what what is being proposed right now is increased taxes on individual income, increased taxes on businesses, increased taxes on the wealthy um a lot of the tax advantages of um of of real estate would be removed um you would have higher taxation on capital gains Uh, in particular if you would earn above one million dollars a year you would pay as much as 43 percent on your capital gains which is absolutely insane so what i would really like to dedicate this episode to is to better understand the taxes and how we can plan around them to uh, in the end uh, achieve better financial results uh, so yeah let's 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 get this started
0: no I, I think that's such a wonderful topic because you know when people think about taxes they it it automatically is either a very scary and daunting topic because you know they think that there's uh, uh, the government is going to go and get you and and it's going to be scary or they have complete indifference towards it. They, they defer it to their accountant. They don't even want to think about it. Um, But planning for your taxes is extremely important. In fact, it is your ethical and moral obligation to plan to pay the least amount of taxes. Now there's a difference between tax evasion, which is downright illegal. And we do not in any way promote that and tax planning. Um, and I think we should you know definitely clarify that. And, and the most important part here is that you do need to take a proactive approach because the choices you make with your money, um, no one is in a better place to make choices about your money than you. Uh, you might have a financial advisor, you might have uh, an accountant, but they don't understand your life situations, and sometimes they uh, are incentivized to sell you products that uh, maximize their commission and so yeah. planning for your taxes is your moral obligation it is your responsibility
1: and i i think it's a very uh, important point that you're bringing up here um, that i feel is one of the most misunderstood parts about taxes and that is that there seems to be a common belief that paying your taxes is ethical is good and you should pay as much taxes as possible because we're all in the society together and the way to help out other people is by paying taxes. And in fact, you know, this is not quite correct um, because in all countries with a taxation system, you have different taxes for different uh, individuals, for different entities uh, that are doing different things. Um, and the reason that, for example, a business has a lower tax rate than an individual, okay, with an individual, you're going to be taxed generally on your full uh, income from your salary, uh, while with a company, generally, you would get an income from selling products and services, and then you would decrease that income by uh paying business expenses and so forth. And then at the end of it, you would only tax on your profits and those profits themselves would generally be taxed at a lower rate than an individual. And so to, to say that it's unfair and that 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 companies should pay a higher tax is, is not correct uh, in, in this instance, because the reason that lawmakers are, are having are giving essentially business owners lower taxes is because they know that if a business owner can retain more of his earnings then he is going to use those earnings to hire people to create new products and services for people and in general help society out and so that's why they allow um, you know business owners to pay lower tax the same thing applies uh, within the world of, 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 of managing a portfolio. OK, if you have a normal uh, account at a stock broker or let's say a crypto broker, it's, it's not so um, popular in the US yet, but if you have one of these accounts, you'll generally pay very high taxes on all earnings. Um, as we said, if you would earn above 1 million the new proposed tax laws by Biden, you would pay 43% on those gains. Meanwhile, if we contrast that to putting your money inside of a permanent life insurance policy or inside of a trust, uh, what happens in the eyes of the lawmakers then is that you are saving money for the benefit of someone else. You're saving it perhaps for your wife, Uh, your husband, your children, uh, whatever it might be. And because you're not accumulating all of this capital for yourself, but for another person that might perhaps not have uh, as good of a financial ability to take care of themselves as you do, then lawmakers say say that, okay, all of the capital gains within this permanent life insurance policy, within this trust, uh, will be taxed much more favorably uh, than the money that, that you have in your stock account. And so the important point to realize here is that in general, in society, when you, when you do things with the objective of, of helping others, uh, of, of, of creating a better society yourself, there's generally tax rules that will allow you to pay a lower tax. Okay, one of the famous examples of this is, is real estate. What you used to be able to do, uh, what you can still do, um, but what will, you won't be able to do this as well if if the new bid if the new tax policy is proposed by Biden actually goes into effect. Um, but it's essentially that you you would buy uh, a property of real estate, uh, you would rent that out, and then every year you would deduct uh, a part of the value of the real estate and take that on as a cost, which would essentially decrease the profits that you're making on that real estate. And usually real estate companies will make a profit of, of, of around zero. So they pay no taxes on on, on, the, um, on the gains from the rents. And then when they sell a property, um, they can just take all the money that they, th- that they got from that sale and roll it into a new uh, property and they won't have to pay any taxes on that gain. And then they can keep on doing this until they die, at which point it can be inherited by the children and the children can start deducting the houses all over again um, from the from the actual market value. Um, so uh, this, and, and the reason why, why why there it is so tax efficient or has been so tax efficient to invest in real estate is that people in society needs to live somewhere. They need to have a home um, and they need to have a bed and electricity and all of that and lawmakers know that it's much more efficient to allow the private sector to develop real estate and rent out real estate than to do it through the public sector it's going to be a more efficient spend uh, of of uh, the of, of money um so so that's really why why there are tax advantages like that and, and the important uh, point to to understand from all of this is that, when you do ethical things when you when you do good things for others with your money there are many opportunities for you to pay less taxes and that is not unethical that is in fact very ethical so the the less taxes you pay the more ethical you are as long as you're tax planning in, in the right way and as the said earlier not do any tax evasion or illegal uh, strategies um you know that's it is ethical to to plan your taxes.
0: Yeah, I think that that that's that's a wonderful point. Um, you know, quite often you just the real estate example you gave, um, people end up thinking that well, you know, these are these are landlords. You know, they're they're the evil class. Uh, the capitalist is an evil class, and and they are are uh, evading taxes. They're they're not paying their fair share. They're missing the perspective that they are creating economic benefit and in some cases more than just economic benefit they're giving people livelihoods they're giving people a place to stay they're giving people opportunities and that's why they're getting an advantage with uh with some of these assets with some of these investments compared to someone who isn't and so we really do need to start changing that mindset about about seeing uh, these these tax planning strategies uh, the places where you park your money, as, as you know, one asset class being evil and one something else being less evil, and and tax planning is evil and minimizing your taxes is evil. Um, there's a real kind of moral thing that people really struggle with, and we need to start stop doing that rather. Um, but but anyways, I, I what I think we we definitely need to spend a lot more time on is actually pulling apart what exactly are the other. Um, Implications here of of the Biden proposed tax policies. You know, we talked about capital gains, we talked about real estate. What else is on the menu here, and what are their implications?
1: Yeah, um, sure. So one of the big things are increased uh, corporate tax rates um, on on a federal level, uh, which, you know, which will make it less competitive for businesses to open up in the U.S. Um, and which might not be great for the economy. I mean, what I think a lot of these tax policies forgets is that the reason that the U.S. became such a big economy to begin with was because it was always built very favorably for business owners. And with, with these new tax rates, you know, federal rates at around 29%, and then you have state taxes uh, and whatever else taxes uh, on top of that, you know, that's very high. And, and and it can actually be argued that countries like Sweden are more capitalistic than the U.S. in this sense, because if we look at Sweden, for example, there's a flat tax rate on a federal level in, 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 in Sweden for businesses that are, that, and this tax rate is, is 20%. Okay, it's, it's very low. In Sweden, we have no inheritance taxes, um, there's no uh, uh, wealth taxes. Uh, you know, it's it's a very favorable uh, climate in terms of taxation for 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 businesses, despite the fact that Sweden actually offers a lot more uh, social benefits than countries like the U.S. do. And 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 the implications of this uh, over the long run is that these types of places tend to become a hub for for, for big businesses. I mean, we have Spotify is from from Sweden, uh, Skype, uh, IKEA, H&M, the list goes on and on. And and, and a big factor in this is is, is the tax policies because if you as a business owner, if, if you're wealthy enough, you're not tied to any particular country, you will go to the country where you're treated the best. And if you're punished, with super high taxes what will happen well the business owners will leave the u.s and they'll go to bermuda or the Caribbean or singapore or anywhere else where taxes are more favorable for them where they're being properly appreciated for what they do and this you know this poses a great danger for uh, for an economy like the us which is currently facing a lot of debt and really needs all the business and uh, innovation that that is it traditionally has had. So, so so yeah, that's that's really a big one. The corporate uh, taxes.
0: It's funny you mentioned that because right now I'm I'm in Texas. I'm actually in Dallas. I I spent the last couple of years in California. We saw a huge huge outflow of businesses and of people out of California. And, uh, you know, right now I'm in Dallas, all the big banks are moving down here. You know, Schwab, one of the largest banks in the country is moving down here. Uh, I know I'll be, I'll be in Austin next week and we're seeing big companies like Oracle move their headquarters here. Apple has another uh, uh, set of offices here. You know, all these other big, big companies are moving their headquarters down to Texas just because there's no state income tax. So companies and businesses will really spend time and money and effort, and they'll relocate thousands and thousands of families be- in order to save on those state income taxes. Now, if you remove the advantage of moving to a, a no income tax state like Texas by increasing the federal taxes, what's going to happen? And you know, if they move from California to Texas, is their next move going to be from here to Ireland? Is, it, is their next move going to be from here to the Isle of Man or, or some other uh, uh, out, of, out of the country kind of place? Uh, that isn't that far of a stretch. That isn't that far of an imagination. But I think the real I, question yeah. here is... Yeah. Go go,
1: go, go uh, on. Sorry. Sorry. Go
0: yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I think the real implication here is that if, if, com- if, if, if these big companies can afford to do it, what about the regular person? What about the small business owner who have their own kind of small business here What can they do exactly? I think that's the real question here. Uh, What can they do to minimize their taxes?
1: That's a very good question. But before we go into the solution, I just want to mention quickly a point about, uh, which is really general theme of taxation over time, is that initially initially tax in the US was uh, only meant to be for the very wealthiest but then as the very wealthy could afford tax planners ended up not paying it and now the people paying the most taxes are the lower and middle class and you know this is the ironic thing when countries like the US which has a huge deficit right now and they're trying to they're trying to get more funding for their government what they do is that they think that they're going to solve this by imposing new laws on the on the very wealthy, on billionaires and so forth. New York is an example that are trying to pass these types of laws. And essentially what happens when governments try to pass these types of laws is that there's a lot of cost up front to bring a new law uh, to existence okay so, so so the government takes on a big cost to, to to make it happen and then what generally happens is that these billionaires have very talented tax advisors that can help them uh, completely uh, surpass these new rules and so the billionaires never end up paying those taxes that was intended and a lot of times these projects uh, are a net cost because they're paying more to, to make to, to put the law into effect than uh, they're getting in, in in new tax revenue, uh, and over time this translates to higher taxes for the lower and middle in, uh, in- income class, and 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 so that's the ironic thing um, that that the lower and and middle income class is really uh, some of the people that are the, the most heavily affected by tax policies and the people that really need to read up themselves on tax planning and understand themselves how they can do it without paying thousands of dollars uh, or tens of thousands of dollars to tax advisor and accountant and all of that. Um, And and I think that's a a pretty good segue into, um, you know, what can you do to pay lower taxes in the face of uh, these proposed tax uh, hikes. Uh, And Interestingly enough, there's an asset class that we've spoken about many times in this podcast uh, called Permanent Life Insurance, which is a very, very tax efficient way uh, of of, um, accumulating uh, money inside of a portfolio. And uh, ironically enough, while all of these uh, other areas of American taxation are seeing taxation increases, uh, there's actually a new law uh, that has been passed for 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 permanent life insurance, and it's changing the IRS policies on how these permanent life insurance policies can be funded. Uh, essentially, what this tax uh, new tax policy does is that it allows people to put more money into a permanent life insurance policy uh, to be used as a savings or investment vehicle uh, without being taxed for it, and so. You know, while the rest of the economy is seeing increased taxation, the permanent life insurance industry is actually seeing decreased uh, taxation. And and, uh, with these changes, it's going to be uh, more beneficial for people to invest in a permanent life insurance policy. And as it pertains to taxation, the reason that a a life insurance policy or permanent life insurance policy is so efficient uh, is that All of the capital gains within the policy uh, are tax-free. And if you want to withdraw money from the policy, um, that money that you withdraw uh, will only be taxed once you've withdrawn the full amount that you've put into the policy over time. Okay, Only after that point will it be taxed. And at that point, you could stop withdrawing cash from the policy directly and you could start taking um, secured loans using the policy as collateral. And the effect of that will be that instead of paying you know, 30, 40 on, percent on those withdrawals, you will pay you know, a, just a couple of percentage points in interest. And you can use that money uh, however you please, as long as you keep the policy in force. Uh, there will be essentially no taxes okay uh officially it is tax deferred um but if you keep the policy in force for your whole life um it will be tax deferred for your whole life and as long as your state is not too big um the full amount that will be paid out from the policy to your kids or your wife or your husband or any other beneficiary that you might have uh, will also be received tax-free. So, in the face of these new tax policies in the rest of the economy, uh, the policymakers are essentially establishing permanent life insurance as a very solid tax planning tool.
0: I think um, what you just mentioned is is um, really misunderstood by by many people. Uh, for a long, long time, permanent life insurance policy has been demonized, has been um, swept in the rug. People have been talking about, well, we just need to put your money in term life, and that's that's all there is to it. But what you're talking about here is that, well, permanent life insurance policy, and you know we, we've talked about this before as well, is that life insurance is not just life insurance. It's a vehicle for your capital. And people are, are not able to see that the distinction and that's why they get hung up. They, they, they hear the word insurance, they hear the word life insurance and they think, well, you know, that's taken care of. I've got perma- I got term life insurance and paying a very low premium. That's all I need. But you're talking about using this instrument very ethically to plan out your wealth, to minimize your taxes, to take out loans that don't impact your credit score, uh, uh, to pay a very low interest rate on this sort of thing. So you're talking about permanent life insurance in a very holistic way. And I think a lot of people have missed that, you know, we spent in the beginning a bit of time talking about these ultra rich people who have very smart financial planners who help these ultra rich people minimize their taxes. Well, a lot of people don't know, but life insurance, permanent life insurance has been a key part of that for the ultra rich for a long time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, It really has um everything from the rockefellers uh to bill gates uh walt disney uh most very wealthy people use permanent life insurance in one way or the other um but what we're trying to change with white swan is that this asset class has historically mainly been uh, as we said here something for billionaires um and it's been more Difficult to get it right as a as an everyday uh, guy, you know, I, I, as an as an ordinary consumer that doesn't have a billion dollars in the bank. It's been harder to to use the asset class in the right way, uh, not only because of the fact that it's been only sold face to face with a lot of trust issues essentially between the agent and the client, uh, uh, but 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 also the fact that um, these agents have usually been selling retail clients the wrong types of policies which in the end uh, does not give them the result that they're looking for and so that's what we're really trying to change that white swan is making this um the interactions with this asset class super simple and to the point um essentially by providing a digital platform that works uh, very similarly to how you would expect um, any sort of online uh, financial uh, application to work, um, but with the added convenience of always having a certified financial planner um, available to talk with you and help you through uh, any sorts of uh, questions or customizations that you might need.
0: Excellent. I think, I think that's a really good place to sort of... Um to to end it on today's call just because there's uh w- we're going to need to dive in a lot more in depth with some of these life insurance the implications of life insurance in future episodes but uh, as always it's been a pleasure to have you on this call if you are interested in getting a permanent life insurance policy uh or whole life, a whole life policy an index universal life policy or even a term life policy check out white uh it is probably america's um well, it is America's largest marketplace for all these sorts of policies. And um, uh, you can get started right now for free. And it takes just a few moments for you to get uh, the ability to compare policies and um, get a quote right in front of you. You can talk to their non-commissioned, no individual commissioned agents if you ever need any help. It's a wonderful, wonderful platform. So check out whiteswan.io. Uh, any any parting words, Pontus?
1: Um, yeah, I just want to um, leave uh, with this message. Uh, remember that tax planning is actually ethical. And unless you're a billionaire, it's your own responsibility to figure it all out. And uh, we're always here at White Swan to help you with that uh, so that you can achieve uh, uh, as much financial success as possible in your life. Um, and yeah, don't worry about these new uh, uh, tax laws, people, um, there's a lot of ways to to get around them and uh, to still achieve all of your goals. Uh, so yeah, thank you for this call, Daval. I appreciated it.
0: Excellent. Thanks a lot, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Take care.